Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Welcome to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I'm Molly McAleer. We talked about this probably in the intro. I forget what the intro is for this. We're on Season 4. I don't care. Uh, Desi Jettigan, hi. Welcome to the show. We're doing Wise Gal, a movie that you picked. Right. Um, you said you wanted to do a true crime movie and I was like, okay, let me look at the true crimes. And I've been a little bit more discriminating because I know the true crimes are really like juicy. We all want to do them. Um, so I sent out Sinister Minister and Uh Wise Gal and it was a reluctant Wise Gal for me because I hate this movie's name so much. And I was like, you know, I started to watch maybe the first 20 minutes of Sinister Minister and then you texted me and we're like we're doing Wise Gal right and I was like okay yeah like (laughs) let's take the pace change I'll like run with that but then I did all of my um Wise Gal research in one day which is rare for me and I think this is like probably the most lit movie I've seen in a long time um you asked a question right when we were starting which is Lifetime Presents in in association with Stars Media Um, does that mean it's more elevated? Yes. (laughs) Well, like, I feel that a lot of the movies that were originally NBC movies, um, or, yeah, NBC movies usually that ran on Lifetime, like the Tory Spelling, like, Real Goodness, Death of a Cheerleader, um, like, all those, I think NBC was always the raunchy, like, network during that era for, like, movies. Like, you could watch a Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie on ABC. And then on NBC, it'd be like the adult teen thing that you weren't supposed to watch. Yeah. I think that's why I always liked NBC the best as a kid. Truly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Truly. It had and sort also of more Fox. sexual and like adults situations. Yes. If I was at the babysitter's house, it would be like Fox NBC only. Yeah. For sure. I wanted something in the rating up top that let me know adult situations were happening. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, thank God for that. That was introduced when we were like in, I was in maybe middle school when it was like TVMA. Like right. When that came out. Yeah. So and if you saw sex, that was great. But even adult situations, you're like, maybe. Yeah, and that was also, like, enforced within a year. Like, only the first year. I never knew any parent that was like, no, 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 no. No. Well, I certainly, I certainly ha- never had any parent I love that. You were running yeah. free. I'm I like, was. Um, you know, I wish you had an Alyssa Milano type in your life. Now, <laughs> wise gal you brought me into, I, I, I will say, so when Lifetime Presents with Star Media, just to, Stars Media, just to, like, recap I think that probably I don't really know how this happened I feel like this was like probably god I mean she's so heavily affiliated with like CAA right stars <laughs> no I'm not kidding like I I'm have not no kidding. idea well I'm thinking on the packaging for this like oh, how did right, right, do right. stars do lifetime that makes no sense right it was a 2008 movie so I guess she wasn't probably like you know it was post charmed 
This right? is, yeah, she's a huge star at this point. There's no reason why she wouldn't be doing this movie. She absolutely is like the honorary Marissa Tomei, as we were sort of talking about right. a little bit today. I mean, I believe she signed on for a Stars movie. Right. We yes. want that for her. Yeah. Um, but it wound up being a Lifetime movie, which I so appreciate because it's fabulous. It was inspired by a true story, which we knew going in, but. Apparently, this is, like, a pretty big case. This is, like, uh, linked into Donnie Brasco, which I don't know much about. Um, but apparently, he was, like, a real-life sort of inside Undercover, job guy, right? Yeah. yeah, so he's, like, all – he's all in this. We don't really know – I mean, I'm trying to find a picture of her, but I, think I she looked was it up because you told me that someone said she was hotter than Alyssa Milano. Yeah, that's and I was like, well, like, this I have to see. This is the IMDb. <laughs> page. I love that standard. Okay, so let's do. Well, I I honestly thought that was like that was my first move as well because I was like, okay, we all assume that someone prettier than us will get cast as our our leader, right? Or um, but hold on, I looked so. it up and all I saw was like some video game called Wise Gal. Mm. And it was, I don't think it was her, though. No, it wasn't her. So no. it said, based on the true story of Patty uh, Malcaroni. Yeah. Why am I not remembering her last name <laughs> right now? It is something like Malcaroni. Yeah, it looks different Like on, on this. Maybe it's Malcaroni and we were doing a different thing in the movie. But it says the movie was directed by her son, Anthony, who plays Uncle Tito. Right. So this is a real That's family an affair. Tid- and and also like our hero, I guess, in a weird way, even though we never really see him as an adult, is our Narrator. is our yeah, our mm-hmm. ingenue's son. Um so our character uh the character of Bones uh was based on FBI agent Joseph Pistone, aka Donnie Brasco. Pistone also directed and served as a collaborator for the film. Okay. Um this is like a lot of legwork. Okay, the real Patty Montanari hadn't Montanari is the <laughs> whoever whoever uh yeah, you can submit your own facts. The real Patty Montanari uh was a knockout and he said even Alyssa Milano had nothing on her in the looks department. So Donnie Brasco said that about her. Wow. Rough. Um and then the real Patty Montanari was born in nineteen forty three. She was in her mid twenties when she worked for the mob. Her son stated that she was allowed to leave the mob and live a quiet life with her sons. It's believed that she lives in New Jersey. Information on her is scarce as her son says she does not like publicity. So True life, though, like, yeah, this is exactly what I expect. And also, this makes a lot more sense. I don't know if you know the item I'm thinking of that completely dates this movie, but there's one prop that completely dates this movie for me. I don't know. Well, we'll get to it. I'm really fucking excited. So, let's get horned up. Let's get jazzed up. Wags, you horned up? Yeah, for a wise gal, you guys. Okay, so we're going to start right after Inspired by a True Story, eight seconds in, two, four, eleven. My mother always says, people are not fools. Nobody chooses the devil. The devil chooses you. Come on, come on, let's talk about this. Open the door, break it down. You're not going to leave me, Patty. He chose my mother the day she was born. Wise gal. <laughs> I love this opening. Oh, it's a really good movie. So we open up on Brooklyn he 32 years right earlier. Away. The way I see it, 
He waited until Grandma Angie gave in to her enraged father and abandoned her baby on the steps of St. Peter's Cathedral. Actually, it was right after. When Grandma Angie decided to keep my mother and wasn't allowed to come home. That's when he knew my mother was right for the taking. All he had to do was break her spirit. Turns out, that wasn't so easy. No matter what he threw at her, she came back swinging. Grandma Angie says that's because my mother is a genius. You find her a dumpster, she'll make you a feast. Let it go. So growing a little impatient, the devil changed his strategy. This isn't a hotel, you know. I see you every night. Don't you got some place to go? Are we under arrest? No. I brought you dinner. For the first time in her life, something went right. Now, it wasn't Romeo and Juliet, but she was happy. Hey, babe. Joey was born, then me. Hi. Good? Hi. Oh, that's good. Careful. You all right? Yeah, I'm okay, babe. I'm fine. Then, he knocked her flat. <laughs> My father's cancer took two years to kill him, and all their savings. They towed the car. Do you believe it? And I couldn't even take the bus. The bus driver said to me I didn't have enough change, and I looked at him and I said, My husband just died. You can't give me a friggin' ride? That's when he showed up. This is Mr. Russo, from the funeral parlor. Ms. Montanari, we offer three packages. Deluxe, premium, and beloved. Now, I'm trying not to think of them as better or worse. Do I have to pick now? Uh, no, not at all. I'm here to make this as painless as possible. If you'd like to call me, think about it overnight, and uh, let me know tomorrow. Okay? Thanks. Oh! <gasps> Ma! I'll be fine. Thank you very much. At least let me take care of your pants. Mrs. Montanari, you have enough on your plate. Uh, I'm sorry you had to come all the way down here for nothing. I just, I can't think straight right now. I understand. You loved him. He gave me a sandwich. I mean, it was the first time anybody ever gave <laughs> Like, <laughs> literally my number one note. <laughs> yeah, sandwich balls. Sandwich ball always gets you. That's what I wrote, too. Like... Yeah. Her, her sole memory of this is like not you know he pulled my mother and I from homelessness yeah. or whatever else that is really how to win a bitch's heart yeah. is with a sandwich I, I would I want a sandwich right now like I, someone, I remember the food I had more than the sex oh for sure yeah. yeah especially like food that or like anything that was purchased I remember it yeah 
Not because of the monetary value, no. but because it's like, oh, you fucking did that. Like you, you made that sandwich happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Thank you. I love, I love the scene of her proving she's a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where so people I are talking shit. I don't, um, I don't think she's as smart as we're like led to believe in this beginning here. And that occur- occurred to me more and more throughout the film, which I hated because right. I, because they, they, they explicitly tell us what a genius she is. I constantly. thought this was like yeah. ocean's like, eight shit fine. where I was like, she's going to really like deliver right. in the back end. There's going to be some sort of big heist here. No, she's literally someone that was picked up at a train station by a cop. Which, by the way, should be a whole legal issue for him to marry her. Seriously. You cannot, like, hit on homeless girls when you're a cop. Like, absolutely not. Right. Like, especially by When I saw that, I was like, oh, she's food. about to get raped. Right. I exactly. didn't know they were going to get married. For sure. What is this, General Hospital? For sure. <laughs> especially, like, bringing her in with food. Like, that's all wrong. And anyway, any police officer knows you can't give food to a homeless person. Like, because then you'll get maybe sued or whatever. Like, it because, you know what? You can't even, if you find a kid... You can't give them yogurt. You can't give them anything right. because they could be allergic. I found like the law enforcement I've in heard. this film was definitely crossing some lines with her. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, her whole life is being handed down to the next type of worst man. Right. That's the whole story. Um, so the funeral director, Frank, um, who's we've now met, he has an eye on her. Um, didn't know where this movie was going to go, really, because I didn't register. Like, all brunette guys look kind of the same to me. So when right. we open up on a scene where, like, this guy's, like, patting on her door, being like, Patty, Patty, let me in. I it, I wasn't like, oh, that's the same funeral director guy. Oh, okay. Well, I knew I the actor, know. so I knew, yeah. So I had, like, a good 15 minutes of where I was like, like, what's happening yeah. here? <laughs> so um, we hear basically at the – we're at the funeral now. Let's skip ahead to that. Um, basically, his family, the cop, the dead guy, uh, his family is like, oh, she only married him for the money. That what fucking money are they talking about? Well, you know, here's the deal. Like, when you oh, like a pension, marry maybe? a homeless person right? Um, and, like, because, like – you know, you're going to pull them off the street. And like, I, yes, I noticed right away when he passed out, mom was the first one on her feet being like, what's going on? Yeah. So mom was in the mix. Like, this is an honorable dude at this. They have time, two kids together. This is not like, right. Yeah. yeah. People are assholes. So yeah, people That's are terrible. True. That's true. So, um, that is goes, one of my dreams is to like cause shit at a funeral. Right. I mean, it would be an amazing moment. So well, I was jealous. The way that, like, this all happened, because I was talking to myself in my head, because, like, I was like, yo, I was talking to myself in my head. I was like, yo, why is he so turned on when she, like, bounces back at the family? Because they're like, oh, she's going to sell the ring that was my father's ring that'll be at the pawn shop tomorrow. She's like, why don't you say it louder? She's like, maybe if you give me a good enough price, I'll throw in the pillow too. So she storms off and I'm like, why does this arouse the funeral home director? And then I was like, (laughs) you know what? I was like, this man probably sees shit all day because every family goes through an upset when there's a death, right? But then I'm like, fuck, like, 
you know, maybe he's not so right if he's turned on by this. This is my thought process as I'm watching this. So we see a quick scene of her in the bathroom. The bathroom has like 10 different floral wallpapers in it. I thought the same thing. I was like, this looks like a dress your grandma sews for you. And to like- that and to <laughs> that point, I want to give credit to production because normally where they would have gone with like a home goods stick-on wallpaper, yes. they found a real place where like, you know, Shit was falling off the walls. So back in the funeral, like main room, um, the boys are like her two boys are playing a cup magician like a card game. Monty type the, thing. Yeah, ex- thank you. So um, basically, he's like, pick the cup that the ring's under, and the kid's <laughs> like, oh, it's this one, the younger one. He's stupid, but the older one's like the rings in your pocket. And he's like, there you go. Not bad. And mom goes, he's not my kid for nothing. So Alyssa Milano comes in. She's full of sass. Right. Like just moments after throwing her rosary beads on the floor of the funeral home's bathroom. And I'm also thinking as a former caterer, like when he brings the three cups down, I'm like, that's a shitty move to the catering staff because we can't <laughs> reuse those cups. We just have to take them back and clean them. Well, it's his you business. To- yeah, I guess. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, yeah. is each who's getting charged for the three cups? Uh-huh. So they leave the funeral home. And the point of view when they leave the funeral home is almost as if someone else is like looking at them normally in a Lifetime movie when they do a big wide shot. Yes. It means someone else is watching them. But this is right. just like, hey, we came here with the wide shot budget. Like It's cinematic. Yeah, it's true. And by the way, this is so true. I didn't really realize it till the next scene where we see her at the grocer. And it's like that really tight shot on her head. I was like, yo, I just am not used to seeing a wide shot ever in these movies. <laughs> Unless someone's like stalking someone, like you said, or something, right? Like- right. And which brings me back to Sinister Minister and why I'm so glad you picked this because I started to tuck into Sinister Minister like, okay, here we go again. Like another movie, you know, it's like, fucking you know watch it once on vacation type movie right wise gal i would watch this every year on christmas eve yeah are you kidding me it's great after the funeral she's like mom walk the kids home i'm going to the deli so she goes to the grocer and she like pulls together some like groceries which by the way like isn't the whole point of like someone dying in your family like the whole like you get all the food from that you get like the yes you get casseroles you get like Especially one, in one Italian, an Italian community, <laughs> yeah. you get a lasagna, you get whatever. She has nothing like that. So she goes to local deli. She's like stacking up onions and tomatoes and all sorts of bullshit. And um, the grocer tells her, you know, it'll be 25 bucks. And she goes, I'll pay you at the end of the week. And he's like, listen, I'm so sorry. Word gets around here really fast where I'm like, that was either overly confident of her right. to assume, you know what? Absolutely. Fuck, you know, Mr. Cielo or whatever his name yeah. is. That's not right. That's from Manson Mysteries or Manson Murders. But like, it's, uh, yeah, he's like, he, whatever. So then he's like, yo, we can't do this. Word gets around. Take care. So then she goes out without anything. And I'm like, yo, her husband just died five minutes ago. We all know this. Like, send her out with some carrots or something, like, as a favor to the family. Like, not even some, like, things they can't sell anymore or just be like fully fuck off like fully fuck off so um she walks out and she's all like defeated emotionally i felt so bad i hate seeing a single mother struggle it's like the worst thing in the world to me so outside there's a guy trying to fit a box into his trunk let's play 745 to 855 hey 
Put it in sideways. I knew that. <laughs> hey, I got your cigarettes. I didn't want to bring them by the house, what with Dante being sick and all. Yeah, I quit. Right, cancer. I'm such a dope. Well, that and I'm uh, broke. Hey, come here. Come on. No, come what on, are you doing? Let me help you out. Don't insult me, please, please. All right. Not for nothing. Come work for me. Nah, I can't break the law. But think of it as a public service. All those taxes. How are we supposed to smoke, huh? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Hey, Patty. You doing Jimmy's route? Hey. Yeah, I am. Huh. All right. All right. You know what? Give me one of those. I thought you quit. I just changed my mind. All right. Oh, thanks, man. No worries. Take care. Okay. So the new gig is that she's moving cartons. Yeah. And this is some good money. Like when I I first moved to LA, like you could buy a carton of cigarettes at Costco for $20. A carton is 10 packs. So like that was some like, that was some good, like I'm saving, you know, uh, two thirds money back then. But I remember back in the day, like, so we, I grew up in Massachusetts, tax-free New Hampshire. You right. could drive to New Hampshire, get six tax-free. And right, then people would drive them. and then, uh-huh. And then you sell them to high school kids, you know, 20 bucks a pack, right? Keep them in a trash bag. So that was very, that, what they're doing here is very much what happens like with SIGs. However, what we now know is that this is in Brooklyn. I don't really know what the logistics of this is. I guess they're getting them in tax-free Toronto and bringing them down. But they're moving SIGs, um, which I fucking love. Like, that is a great job for me, like, in this movie. (laughs) Like, I'm just like... You know it's why? a believable low-level crime that she would do, it's right? Like so likable. It's so realistic. It's like I'm a single mom, fucking, you know, shilling cartons of segs. Like I don't mean to get this guy addicted again, but you know what can I do? She's trying to get Christmas for her kids. Now, and by the way, that's the best line where she's like, "Fuck off." We'll hear this later. She's like, "Fuck off." I'm trying to get Christmas presents for my kids. We open this scene up when she runs into him. She's like, "Put the, you know, put the box sideways." He's like, hey, I got those cigarettes for you. And she's like, no, 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 I gave up because my, my husband. And I couldn't remember, did her husband's cancer like go on for two years or two months? Because either oh, it way. it was two years. Yeah, either way, like how long ago did she send him out for cigs? Because like he's oh. like, oh, I got your cigs. And she's like, I can't have cigs in my house. Like I thought it was more like here's my, like some people bring food. I was going to bring you cigarettes. Oh, no, 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 no. He's like, I got your cigs for like he like he just oh. finished his run. What the hell? Which, you know, honey, these are the holes we live for in, right. these, in this movies. OK, so then we see her after her whole selling montage, which is amazing. And I do recommend you watch that. Um, her boss, Jimmy, which this whole movie is full of like Italian white guys with dark hair. Yes. Like, I can't really follow their journey in terms of, like, I might get them all mixed up at I any given point. I kept thinking of, um, also the names, like, reminded me, remember that guy in the news a few weeks ago, Matthew Calamari? Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah, Trump Matthew guy. Calamari. Yeah. <laughs> I, kept think- I kept thinking of it because all the names are borderline like that. Like, 
Oh, when was that? Oh, that was from um the uh the hearing where he was like, oh, my friend Matthew Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I remember what you're talking about. And I literally could not, no one could believe that was a real name. Right. And when you're hearing the names in this movie, sometimes it's I like know. they might as well just be saying Matthew Calamari. <laughs> and like, by the way, it's so upsetting too, because like it's the squeeze and the Matthew Calamaris of it all that like really take all of the weight out of a lot of the situations. Like yes. the whole Kavanaugh thing where it was like, my friend Squee. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> and like there was two different spellings out there and S-Q-U-I-I, which is the one they used. Right. I have questions like about we. that. <laughs> like I have, yeah, there's, I have questions about that. So no, I'll get hung up on those details too. And okay. it's like, why? Right. Well, no, cause it's like names are so hard to organically come up with. Right. Cause we both write. And I think names right. for me are always like, they always sound fake. I get yeah. so caught up on it. I'm like, Oh my God. Well, who would be named Kathy? Like, I'm literally like, well, like what, like what average woman would ever be named Kathy? Like that's so not who she is. And then like someone comes out with Matthew Calamari yeah. IRL. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I've been beating myself up in a room for fucking nothing. So anyway, um, she winds up doing very well. Jimmy's like, I should have known with a you know face like yours, yeah. we're going to do double our business. And then all of a sudden, Frank, I am now realize, I'm like, oh, white guy number three. No, it's actually Frank from all those scenes previously. Right. Um, he's like, come on, double? Like, this girl's got it. So he basically is like, Jimmy, run away now. And he says to her, like, you should not be doing this. Like, yeah. you don't need to sell cigs. Like, this is low-level illegal bullshit. Why don't I give you a job at the funeral home? And she's like, no, thank you. Which I respect. Yeah. I mean, I like don't respect being afraid to work at a funeral home and like get over yourself a little bit. But you know, this guy has an ulterior motive. Oh, well, sure. So, that yeah. part I mean, of it. That, yeah. yeah. But it, at first I was like, this seems a little bit about you not wanting to work at a funeral home. Oh. And that I'm like, get over it. Yeah. But then I'm also like sitting here thinking to myself, this man is really like cozying up to her very quickly for someone who put her husband in the ground seven days ago. Right. And I also never really trust guys who wear suits all the time. Right. And he oh, has no, been, a, as, other than the opening, he's been in a suit all the time. Even yeah. when he's not at the funeral home. Right. Just walks around like that. The, um, Like the true socios are the ones that like don't wear a suit every day, but then wear them to fly. Oh, have you have you met that? No, breed? like this is like a special. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're wearing like a fucking hoodie to like go on a date, but then like you wear a suit to fly. Oh, like, are you that's crazy? I yeah, didn't know about that. well, it's a whole like thing where it's like people are like, yeah, you back know, in we the day, we used to get dressed up for air travel, right? And like an back airplane. in the day, yeah. like you would like fucking make out with a pilot because he brought right. 300 people to California. So she goes, oh no, I'm not going to take the job at the funeral home. And he goes, a lesser man might feel slighted. And he goes, and she says, a better man would think of a better way to make an impression. And then he gives her like a wreath of flowers. That's like a casket wreath. Right. Like it's Doesn't like he say clearly, something to you like, does a better man do this? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like the wreath. Like what about this? They, this that line movie, of dialogue was so stupid. I was like, they were so proud of themselves when they wrote this, like a little clever twist. Right. 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 Like, not really. Cause I still don't know what the hell that meant. It's like a little, little bit of like a um, while you were sleeping movie in right. which we go hard into Christmas and then yes. we like peter out into then, well, you know, while you were sleeping ended post New Year's. Yes. But that said, we go really hard into the Christmas season. 
Which is like an aggressive start because I think this is we're going to end by Easter when we start yeah. this, you yeah. know? Um, that's always the tone. But there was no Christmas music. No, no Christmas music. They spent all their money in one place. But, um, so it's Christmas morning because she had told him to fuck off, whatever. I'm getting my kids Christmas presents. So the boys, I thought they were waking up to their presents. Psych, it might be Christmas Eve. They might be one of those families that I thought that it opens. was morning too, but then we find out later it was... It's nighttime. Nighttime. And that's a whole thing. There's a lot of families that open on Christmas Eve, which I so don't relate to. I don't, I had, I've heard of like the one present right. on Christmas That's Eve. what we did. Yeah. One like, but yeah. yeah, to open them all is insane to me. Like why? Also that Christmas was sad to me. I know she's a single mom, but coming from a single mom, right. I just really remember those Christmases that were lighter than the ones before. <laughs> well, this is a woman who's afraid to take out a loan on paying for her husband's funeral. Yes. She's selling she does, cigarettes yeah. illegally. Like right. I remember when Christmas were like things were weird. Like, I think it was more like going dramatically big one year and then the next year. Like to have right. that much of a recognition of your parents' ups and downs by yes. Christmas was like always like, hey, like I'd rather moderation. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, my mom got good about like, because like when you were a little kid, like it's like blow it out. Like you yes. want to like wake up to like a fucking mountain, totally. toy mountain. Well, it was like and the I, first post-divorce Christmas. Like sure. that one was dramatically different cry cry yeah Yeah. um but then when i got much older my mom was like i'm gonna focus on one item and that really made a difference like where it was like yeah or it'd be like yeah you're getting your five disc changer bitch like that you wanted your five disc changer that you've been saving for it's she's here so um okay so she goes her this is sad. Her two boys are there. And the younger one goes like, Joey said Santa's not going to come this Christmas. And she goes, well, Santa always comes for good boys. Then there's a knock on the door and mom says, that's probably him now, wise guy. I don't know if this is the setup for the whole fucking title of the movie, yeah. but it might be. So let's play 1122 to 1440. <laughs> the FBI's here. Miss Montanari? Yeah. Special Agent Wolford? FBI? Hi. Hi. I was hoping we could talk. Talk? Now, uh, you know, it's not, it's not really a... I mean, the, the house isn't, isn't... I don't mind. Uh, all right. Come on in. Great. Uh, just right there. To your right. Tell me again, yo! Where is it? Damn it, I'm back here! I don't know! I don't know, please. The guards, they took me in at the bar to ask me questions. When I came out, I drove away. I pulled the car over straight away. There was no suitcase. I swear on my kid's eyes, Carbine. I swear. On his eyes. I swear. I swear. Maybe I should open your head up and check. That's enough for now. Come on. Come here. Come here. Okay, you lying sack of It's my boys. Thanks, Mom. So, uh, you know, shouldn't you be out celebrating? Families? Just tying up a few loose ends, really. Okay. Rich, where's the money? I can't what What am I supposed to tell Palmieri? 
that you lost it? Yeah, I don't have I got a problem with that. That's $500,000. You want me to believe that the Border Patrol got lucky? Is that what it is? It's either that or somebody tipped them off. No. Who tipped them off, Richie? Who tipped them off? I didn't break. And if I find out it was you, I'm going to drill a hole in your brain. I'm going to drill a hole in your heart. I'm going to drill a hole in each one of your eyes. No, if you excuse me, I gotta go open presents with my family. Bones, take him the car out back. What about the restaurant, Frank? The restaurant? You just gave it to me, right? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Merry Christmas, Frank. Merry Christmas, Richie. Yeah. Let's go. Uh. So, um, you know Jimmy Limo? Because some people are saying you guys might be working together. Well, that's weird. Maybe he didn't explain some things to you, but... Uh, people who sell cigarettes are required to pay taxes. And not paying those taxes is a federal offense for which you could be put into prison. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, it's a good thing I'm not working for him then, huh? Okay. All right. Excellent. May I? Oh, oh, no, it's all right. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's all right, it's all right. Oh, I didn't really like it anyway. Hey, listen, you need to be careful, okay? He's part of the Gambino family. He works under Salvatore Palmieri. He's in the mob. Yeah. I have to say, after that drill scene, I actually thought this is already way better than Gotti. Oh, did you? I, did you watch Gotti? I didn't, but um, my favorite person on Vanderpump Rules, Lala Kent, her boyfriend Randall Emmett produced. It. Oh, did he? So I okay. do. I do know of Gotti that way. Also, right. wasn't Fifty Cent in it? Fifty Cent was he? I don't remember. <laughs> I think he uh, was. Yeah, I mean, I did fall asleep a few times during Gotti. But I did like it in a bad way. But this was like a better. I was like, this is a better movie than God. <laughs> I mean, it's really good <laughs> on like, the levels of mob movies. Like, it's not you know. <laughs> well, this movie hits in a lot of ways because it's like we get a rom com, we get a little bit of like a sexy, uh, fun coming out story. That's well, when he lifts out. her, I was like, what is this? The meat cute? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, yeah, the Frank Sinatra coming up on the. Oh my god, fucking- that was such a weird. When that music, that's where they blew all the music budget. So um, she's out the next day um, after this whole like convo and she's helping the guys unload the boxes from the cabs in broad daylight, which I think is very odd considering she just had a conversation with the FBI. Right. But she's a hothead. She's a hothead, but like also she's not smart. And like this is where I start to really bump on my whole fucking VO here that's supposed to keep me tethered. It's supposed to keep me tied to the idea that she's something that she's not. She's literally not smart. Like they say to the FBI says to her, selling cigarettes, you know, without taxes is illegal. The next day she's stacking out boxes on the sidewalk. There's cartons falling out left and right everywhere she goes. Broad daylight, by the way, this is also one of those towns that seems like it is Brooklyn, but it seems like the towns from Bridesmaids, which is like one cake shop closing, makes a whole fucking difference. So she's unloading these boxes and um, down the street, I guess one of the guys that's a Frank associate sees her spilling these cigarettes out everywhere and he comes up and he's like, hey, get these back in the car. And she's like, no, I'm doing what I do here. And he's like... Basically, she doesn't know that she's working for the mob at this point. Okay. 
I have a completely different view of this scene. Should okay. I tell you what my view is? Please. I thought that she was like, she knows he works for the mob and she's like, here's your fucking cigarettes. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to call everyone out to what you're fucking doing. And she's unloading the cigarettes to give him the cigarettes back in public. And that's why he starts freaking out. That's what I thought was happening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was I more get- intentional. Like she was like not caring like that she would get busted or get them in trouble. I guess I can see that, but I just don't know where she thinks the money's coming from. And then she's, yeah, okay, because you're right. She does say to Frank, she's like, oh, you called the cops on me for selling some fucking cigarettes, right? Right. But then she, like, gets deeper in bed with him. Yes. I'm just sort of like. It's confusing. Yeah. And I did think when the FBI guy came, I did think it was Frank sending. I didn't think he was legit. I thought that Frank sent someone to kind of check in or scare her. Oh, no. He's just another yeah. man on her fucking uh, right. being used pyramid. You're right. I do think that that's the case. And and I, as you explain this, I'm like, I would hate to be the stupid gal in wise gal because I feel like I am. Like, it challenged my intellect at every turn. It's very I think confusing. I, maybe, I, gave it a, I gave it a lot of credit. Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> Well, you do feel like there was things that were filmed in the early days that are left out. Do you know what I mean? Like that we should have seen, or things that we could have like explored that would have been so much like even her relationship and her marriage. We have no idea why his family hates her. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I only assume it's because like she was a homeless person, right? Which I mean, I think like honestly, it would take a big family to accept that as pure. I will say that Maybe. for like, oh, you're an NYPD like yeah. guy and yeah. you're hit, hitting up a, some chick in a yeah. Maybe. train station. I'd be like, oh, Joey's like lost his mind. Yeah. Right. Right. I feel it. But that said, OK, so um, she like he basically Frank walks her down the street and he's like, I want to talk you out of this. I want to move you in a better direction. Come work at the funeral again. No, no, no. Why don't we go to this restaurant I've just acquired? Mm-hmm. You can take over. It'll be fabulous. Now, this is like every neighborhood you've ever lived in where there's like a revolving door. This is what's happening there. Yeah. The restaurant that's just different. Yeah. Every month. It's, yeah. I always get depressed. I am those. so naive to this. I'm so dumb. I like, I'm always like, oh, some. Families, like, you know, trying to make things right. Like, I'm very naive with this. And I've seen, like, two people flop at this in Glendale in particular where I'm just like, Molly, accept it. Like, it's the mob. But I don't want to, you know. The mob is more serious than any gang. And I've realized that throughout this entire movie, which is, like, people are always like, hey, be careful of the bloods and the crepes. And it's like, no, be careful of fucking, like, Italian, Irish, whatever, fucking mobs. The mobs out there, honey. Like, that's the real issue. Um, Okay. So, um, she's basically like, I'm not going to take over this restaurant if you're my boss. Like, I'm going to run this purely. Um, And he's like, okay, sure. And she's like, you know, one thing my mom always taught me was to never trust any guy that made you a promise. Next thing you know, she's running this restaurant. And this is where I feel like this could happen to me. Because, like, sometimes I'll like to run interference on someone taking advantage of me by being like, you know what? You're probably taking advantage on me. And if they're like, no, I'm not, I'm gonna be like, okay, cool. Like, you, pro- <laughs> you probably would have been scared by that if you yeah. were like literally. 
The fact that you denied it when I asked you directly. Yeah, like I like fucking asked you and you denied it. So clearly no one who's associated checks with out. That. Right, right. It checks out for me. So but like this is actually the honesty of what happens in most of these lifetimes movies. I'm just like women are not this fucking evil. Like we're not evil like this. We don't I mean, I'm sure some are. There's obviously a population of female serial killers, et cetera, out there. But like the mob would be so polyamorous if women like were given their due in any capacity here. Right. They want to be this poly is a classic, so hard. This is a classic trope though. The woman and the mob sort of I know. Uh, being the brains of the operation. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Like they're like the heart. Like like how she's kind of like, I'm going to make like, sure, you think I'm an idiot? I'm going right. to prove you wrong and make this the most successful But like fucking- sell me in any other direction about right. this idea. Because like I fucking love this. I'm here for it. Yeah. I love it. But like, you know, so anyway, we go to this scene of Frank telling the staff that the restaurant, he's like, you know, he's, I was going to let everyone go. We're not going to let her take over. So, um, his son comes in mouse and he's like, mouse is like 20. Um, I, his age was so ambiguous to me. Right. Like, is he 16 or 22? Like, and by the way, like when he gets punched in the face later, he looks exactly like Pete Davidson. Oh, like when he gets the shit beaten out of him, eyes. he has like, well, oh, well, no, it's just like his more like the demeanor. Like he goes from being like someone who's <laughs> like, like he what lost all his confidence. Right. Like Joni loves Chachi does yeah. sort of like he's just like fucking done, um, yeah. which, by the way, love Pete Davidson, I guess. I support everyone. So um, I do. I, I really do. Actually. I hope everyone's okay, uh, including Mouse. The staff is like, fuck you, bitch. They all like, walk out. this is a stink, uh, like a sinking ship. Like, I don't know how you, like, who you fucked to wind up here. That's like this what is this a one chick scene, comes I at her think, with. Where no one believes in her. So, um, you know, at this point, I think, you know, she's going to come back at her with like a rude ass line. We're going to pick up with. Meanwhile, how do you pay your rent? Which what I thought oh. was going to be a hard diss to her, but actually was a friendship uh, extension, 1834 to 2039. Meanwhile, you got a way to make rent? How I pay my rent is none of your business. My mistake. And the way we were talking, I thought that maybe we could be friends. Well, my friends usually call me June. Okay, here's the thing. As long as you work for these good bus, you're doomed. I mean, they're going to show up one day with, you know, a truckload of hijacked cows, and all of a sudden you're running a steakhouse. The next day, shrimp. Or some other thing you never heard of and no one can eat. Maybe I should make it a bar. There are 15 bars on the street. None of them have ever broken even. You have a very negative attitude. Do you know that? Well, I'm just saying that, that these psychos are the only reason this place ever stays open. Well, then I will just have to make it successful enough to run on its own. Salud. Huh. You know, the place is an armpit. Never made nobody a nickel. I say we burn it down. We give the insurance money to Paul Mary, and that's it. Yeah, well, maybe it needs a fresh pair of eyes. Come on, Frank. We owe the guy half a million bucks. This may not be the best time to launch a, what, culinary experiment, you know? You're retorted. Listen, Frank. I think maybe you think we're the wrong part of your body. Oh, with all due respect, I'm boss. I'm saying, what do you want a broad in there for? Her? I can think of a few reasons. 
Hey, Jimmy, I'm serious. I mean, don't we all get enough trouble at home? That's true. <laughs> Point taken. Hey, no women in here. Whoa. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so glad I found you. I have to show you this. You kidding? Oh, here we go. Drag queen. They do a show in the village. It's sold out for months. No way, that's a guy. Why would you do that to yourself? I was thinking we could have one like it. Frank, we ain't running no gay bar. The place in the village clears 10 grand a night. Whoa. Why don't we talk about this over dinner? Oh, no, oh, no. I gotta go. We ain't running no gay bar. I mean, truly, like, this is where I was like, we're, this is where the movie takes flight. Like, yes. we are going to, like, do this full, like, full My Cousin Vinny. We're going to, like, just totally go there. We're going to, like, move to a different... No. This is not where this went. But it's brilliant to think that this was her idea, especially if this movie took place, and if this is accurate to her original case, if this movie took place when it did, which is the 60s. Right. Her thinking of doing this in Brooklyn. It was Brooklyn. revolutionary. Surely. And... Yeah, so after this scene, we see that she has a... I wrote this is the best movie ever in my notes at this point. I was convinced. <laughs> so Patty's Forgotten the Boys at School is wa- being watched by Sister Carolina. Loved Sister Carolina. The nun's like pissed. This was triggering. The boys are completely shut down. I mean, I can't think of how many times I was like left at school waiting Same. and making excuses for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> The worst is when, like, the person's just like, I'm going to give it up, like, the next hour. Like, I'm going to, like, devote to this kid. You want them to stay with you, but at the same time, when your mom comes, you don't want them to acknowledge anything weird has happened. Right, right, because then that will make it worse. Let's never talk of this again. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, of course. And so, um, anyway, um, she's like, I'm sorry. And the kids are like, fuck off, mom. Like, they already are over her, which is, like, was painful for me to see. So she brings in Frank. Um, She has a million ideas for her drag bar. He's very impressed by her work. She's at, like, the bar, like, basically being, like, mahogany floors, like, blah, blah. So she's she's picked all the materials, honey. So she puts on some music to show him the sound system, and he asks her to dance. Um, She says she can't dance, and he's like, and then and then he's like, "Come on, blah blah." And she goes, "What about your wife?" Um, I knew he had a wife, right? Um, why wouldn't I have known that? But like, of course, I was surprised. Um, so <laughs> she's they go right into like really intimate slow dancing, right? You what like was the song? Um, it was just sort of like a like you look wonderful like tonight dance. sort yeah. of vibe of that, yeah. But still, like to come in really close. On the that's like a we're on vacation together in fucking Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara, honey, and this is like a nice ass hotel sort of moment. You don't really hit that up close dance with someone. So, um, a guy walks into oh, the grocer walks in and gives a big fruit basket to um, to Frank basically. Um, and he says that you know, thank you so much for like getting this restaurant going again. Hi, Mrs blah 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 nice to see you so this again like hangs a lantern on my whole issue which is that like her husband is just dead they're they call her by her maiden name throughout this whole movie she's mrs blah blah blah, the whole movie so that i'm like "Mm." you know i'm all about like moving on and finding love this is like literally what they have set this up to be 
is like an eight block piece of real estate that all these people are on. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really tight quarters. Like, yeah, definitely. You know, to be like, like everything happens on that one corner mm-hmm, almost. out being seen. Everyone sees all their shit. So, um, basically the grocery guy tells them that they're still having sort of a problem with guys selling drugs on the corner of his place. It's a bunch of kids. Um, then he's like, he's like, oh, okay, get her, you know, don't worry about it, I got you. So Frank shoes him away, and then Frank says to Patty, yeah, it's a bunch of kids from Harlem, they take the train down here, and they sell drugs right outside at the playground. Um, and then she's like, hey, are you nervous around me? Because if you are, you know, you can walk away. She's like, no, I'm not. Interesting. <laughs> So the club, it's come along very quickly. It's opening night now. The queens start to come in, and they're very afraid. Like, right away, like, it's like one of them, it seems like the last one, who, like, has the physicality in some ways of Larry Bird, which I loved because it's, like, the clear blonde hair. And, like, also the least experienced. And the other two queens in front are, like, basically just, like, don't worry about it. Just, like, look at your audience and bow. Like, you'll be fine. It was like the birdcage, but, like, even lower level. <laughs> right. It's the throwaway line was like so sad. It was like, honey, just look at the audience and bow. And then they come in. <laughs> right. It was like, it was also like, just like the town, the one town car pulling up right. on opening night as if it was like a, a red carpet arrival. Right. And like, yes. I, okay. So wait, so <laughs> they walk in and, um, they're like, you know, one of them goes, Oh, there might not be an audience to bow at. And then this, Italian mob goes, please, you guys, there'll be a lynch mob in here. And then one goes, I hope not literally or otherwise we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> like, love a little soft trans violence in yeah. a fucking Lifetime movie. <laughs> like, this is so, by the way, 2008, like, this is on the level of FBU, uh, yeah. FBU SVU yeah. in terms of that. So the FBI agent shows up. Um, he sort of like comes to opening night sort of like hinge around the fact that things are coming to a boiling point. And she's like, like, but what are you really doing here though? And he's like, I actually have like another reason. I didn't even mean to like come by and spill all this tea about how they're cornering in on you guys. I have this statue for you um, that replaces the one that he broke at her house when he was like, guess what? You're in the mob. Um, So that night, Jimmy, Frank and June, they're all sitting there already or standing there already to go. I actually thought June was Alyssa Milano because June was like at a 10. Yeah. She looked like J-Lo. She was killing it. Like her tits were in a gold cage. So they're all standing there and Jimmy's like, holy moly. When he sees Patty for the first time, she looks very pretty. She's in a red dress. But she looks like Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Right, her in a red dress. Like Like she's in a chignon. Yeah. Like I'm like, you're running a drag club in Brooklyn. Right. Like fucking turn it out, sis. And like June turned it out. Yeah. Like turn it out. But I guess I respect that. I would have loved if she even came in a suit. That I would have respected probably the most where I'm like, like a Madonna. You own this place, honey. Yeah. So um, she's like, I'm just going to go see the outside of this place. So she goes and she walks like outside. There's a whole line around the block. This place is about to kill it. Now let's play 2630 to 2841. And one thing I want to let you guys know is that you cannot, with your ears, understand how horny these men's are men's are when <laughs> these yeah. drag queens come out they're so horny yeah. my grandmother was calling my mother a genius before i was born i took it as a matter of fact 
To me, she was a force of nature, like a bolt of lightning gathering heat, waiting to strike. This was her night. Holy Mary, Mother of God. How do you breathe in that dress? The whole Gambino family showed up. Benny Marino, Canarsi, Fredo Rossi, Sheepshead Bay, the underboss, Vito Giordano. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, you've done good. Oh, thanks. Oh, mud on. Even the boss of bosses, Salvatore Palmieri. Who's that guy? Relax, it's Sal. They didn't know why they came, but they knew it was a mistake to stay away. <laughs> means we're ahead. You hope. Mary, my wife. Hi. Normally I wouldn't come, but this I had to see with my own eyes. Thank you. Let's go say hi to Sarah, huh? Welcome to Pandora's box. The box you shouldn't open unless you want to play. what he can't get. That's when he's at his best. <laughs> this is the best part, because, like, first of all, um, the queens are all wearing, I think, cock rings. or those cock rings adorning their dresses? Something like that. It's a little... Like it, a chain mail yeah, made of cock rings? It's supposed to evoke a, a sense of your cock could be in this. But then also, like, the guys are like, oh, maroon. Like, halfway maroon. through, they're like, oh, They're girl. all standing like, up like they yes. got big boners happening. So then the best part is, so we're supposed to believe that nothing happened during this scene. Like, we're... Like, you know, the guys, they do a slow clap when this ends, which is like, guys, you were probably like, you know, you were visibly creaming your pants. You're like, feeling, while they these were girls, feeling things. Why hold back the slow clap? Yeah. But then also we had this amazing moment where Frank's wife finally speaks to Alyssa Milano's character, which. And she's from the old country. Oh, she is from the old country. So can we back it up on the first of all, let's actually back it back it up. Um, at the beginning of the scene, her mom's outside of the club with her two sons. That was so sad. Her, the mom looks like a sock. Like she literally like looks like she is actually the extra that they she do where they're worse like now than when she was homeless. Chicago mom who doesn't care. Like that's like a Chicago mom in the like in a parade who doesn't care. Like that is 100% the vibe. She's wearing a broken down ass outfit. She's, you know, doesn't care about her hair. God bless. Like it's all about the kids or whatever. And then the kids have the cutest froze ever that so cute. follow them throughout the entire yes. movie. Um, I, I love the froze. I actually um, pulled a couple scenes with the kids specifically because I knew you loved them, but also because the kids are great little actors. And they're we sort can't- of my favorite type of child actor where they just don't look like they ever did anything else or 
Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I wrote down not- her name. Shia oh, LaBeouf. Was it? Well, it's like a Shia LaBeouf vibe. Like, okay, okay. Remember like when Shia LaBeouf showed up on Even Stevens on the right. Disney Channel? And it was yeah, like, who's was this like... A natural- like- yeah, it's like, oh, well, who would put him on a show, right? Yeah. And yeah, then, I like, like he became, yeah, I love I love that, too. Um, it's also, like, wasn't Malcolm in the Middle, like, the whole premise of that was, like, this family shouldn't look like a family, yeah. right? Yeah, Dig that for them. Um, and they never do that in Lifetime movies, ever. Right. That must be the stars part of the family. Um, so, basically, Frank is holding a newspaper that he's, oh, wait. Can we talk about the old country wife? Sorry. Yeah. So what do you think about her? Because she's much older, even than Frank, I would say. I don't... I mean, she just seems like pure bitter bitch to me. Like, right. There's no other depth to it. And I get her husband probably fucks around a lot. But then at the same time, I'm more used to mob wives who are kind of like, that's part of the deal. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, this you'll is always be his side piece. You'll never be the wife or whatever. Uh, well, okay. I agree with you because, like, I yes, I was, like, shocked to watch Sopranos for the first time and realize that this is a show about a man who cheats on his wife. I did not know. Um, but also, like, you know, again, I have to come back to the polyamory of it all. If this had been a different system within their entire relationship structure, everyone could get it. Right. Like, these men clearly are bisexual, at the very least. They want to fuck these dancers. They're watching them. They're sexually attracted. They're loving it. The older wife, you know, she served a purpose, and she can also get some as right. well. Like, Alyssa Milano, she has her whole life ahead of her, too. Why aren't, why isn't everyone fucking each other? I know. It's because, like, there's that, like, whole gender construct or whatever, but, like, you know what? But there's also the faux, like, Catholicism probably, too. Like, this I'm going to bring Polly like... to Italy. Okay. I'm going to do that, I think. I think how? I don't know. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to market that with me, um, send a text of 40404. Um, <laughs> do you remember? I'm, I'm trying to, like, make a merger of Catholic and Polly, like. Calf Paul. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, there could never be. Oh, no. Like, it's... It could... No, I know. Well, okay. Two things. One, okay. do you remember when you had to tweet to 40404? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then two, I literally made two very amazing friends that I'm going to go visit in Italy when I was in Japan. Like, love them. Truly believe Amanda Knox is guilty. Oh. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, they are so steeped in, the church is so steeped in their media. Like, can you imagine if, I mean, we do have like influenced media by religion, of course. Absolutely. Obviously. But especially for women. To believe that Amanda Knox is like guilty after all this, like, let her go. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a clear cut innocent. True. Even though she might be unlikable. I know. I agree. So um, Frank is like, hey, he's like, we got great reviews fresh off the press. He's literally holding a newspaper. Right. That like someone wrote up a review for the drag show. I believed that this was supposed to be true. Now this is where we start to go into like, when does this movie take place? Timeline issues. So he offers to take her home. She's like, no, I'm going to walk. And she walks out. And he, like, pulls up to her house, like, a moment later. And he's like, hey, you drove off in my fucking coat. And, like, you're blowing me off. What the fuck? And she's like, you know what? I thought I was working for you. Not Palmieri. So she doesn't like that Palmieri, the big yeah. boss guy, is around. 
Which I'm like, she's kind of annoying at this point. Like if you haven't thought she was annoying already, because it's like, how, how did she not know it was the mob? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and now she doesn't know Palmieri is in like, she just always like sort of one step behind. Right. She thinks that like she can isolate, like she's like, hey, I thought I was working for like you individually, mob member. I didn't know I was getting into all of this. Like, you know, it's very naive and like there's something sweet about it. And this is where I write like I could have fallen for this because if you, you know, this really is like it had a moment for me where I was just like, this movie is a lot about like what a single mom doesn't fear. Yeah. You know, because, like, everything throughout this whole movie is made on promises of, like, your kids will be okay. Yes. You know? kind of always just hoping that that's true. To the end, everything is, like, a leveling up on your kids will live till 18 at least. So, she comes out. So, he comes out and he's like, "Um, do you want to kiss me? I'm going crazy because it's all I think about all the time. And I just wrote, you just buried her husband like two weeks ago. That's all. Like, there's no timeline for this. We will find out it's much later. So they hold hands and they lean in. And this is the most frustrating kiss of all time. This kiss made me want to vomit. I know. That's how much I thought it was like, it sucked. They should have been so much drunker for what this kiss was. Like, this was is a kiss so where it's like. gross. <laughs> Like, I actually was, like, physically had, like, a reaction to how bad it was. And I was, like, no one was, like, let's redo that. Was it too insulting? Was she, like, I'm I, – it made me wonder, like, do these people fucking hate each other in real life? Like, did they not get along? Like, there was right. no sexual chemistry between them at all. And then this kiss happened, and it was just the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, it was, it like – It was terrible. It, so they were trying to, like, will they or won't they, like – mid kiss for us like because it was kind of like she'd like go in and like lean in a little bit and then he'd peck a little yeah. bit but then and when then, it went full force it was so fucking awkward. so the best is like they go in for this like big kiss and then she slaps him across the face and then she jumps into his arms for a kiss and i just wrote this is the most italian thing i've ever seen <laughs> like it's crazy and then she like breaks away from the kiss for just a moment she goes I just don't want him at the club every night, like regarding the right. mob boss. That was such and then, a weird moment. Cause I was like, so you're doing this to get your way or right. Like it's almost like it's, it's, it's a little bit of the wifey thing where mm-hmm. it's like, can you just protect me from this? Like if I just like, you know, like it's so, it's so sad. I hate it because this is real y'all like this is actually a woman that did this and we're supposed to think she's the wise gal okay um problems in media so they wake up in the um morning with the sun sort of no they're on a floor of a closet it looks like like they look like they're so this they're above the like the angle is like coming down from above them right so it looks like they're almost sleeping on like a second floor carpeted bedroom and which is like i thought it was a bed with like an orange blanket. I fucking hope. I mean, I hope and wish. Um, but I maybe that makes the bed later on feel like that much oh, bigger of a maybe win. Maybe they're on the floor because the bed would make too many like spring noises. I hope. Like that's the that's other thing. That's just from my personal so, experience. Right. As a I child. was just gonna say like <laughs> like the floor would be quieter. Yeah. There's a lot of like fu- every time they fuck in this house with the two young boys there, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, someone's going to hear something. And also, if this is the 60s, I know for sure their mattresses were like... Yeah. Yeah, when Oof. that would happen when I was a kid, I would go into the kitchen and slam the cabinets really yeah. loud. Like, Do I was you have looking anger for about that? 
Um, I don't really have anger about it now, but then I was furious. It was like, I was just like looking for something. Right, 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 <laughs> like right. Slam, slam, slam until it would stop. Yeah. It was frustrating to me. It was like, come on. Right, right, right. I'm dealing with enough. Right. Like, <laughs> as a kid with a slut for a mom, I have enough to deal with. Can right. I have a good I have a full sleep? load, like- sweetie. Okay. <laughs> Fucking, you're not the only one. Okay. So, um, but okay, so they kiss, blah blah blah, and then Vito. The next morning, Vito's out there, and they're like kissing on the stoop goodbye, which I thought was very bold. Again, yes. for people that seem to live on the same eight blocks right. of neighborhood, um, Vito's out there. He's like, "Hey, Mr. Palmieri wants you to come to the office," and he's like, "Oh, I can't come right now." And he's like, "No, not you, her." So she's like, "I got to get my kids ready for school." And then they go inside, and um, Frank's like, yo, you don't say no to Mr. Palmieri. Um, She's like, what, are they going to shoot me for making sandwiches for my kids? Um, Then knock, knock, knock. I don't know. I, like, want sandwiches so bad. They've talked about sandwiches. This this is a lot of sandwiches. Well, it's very Brooklyn. It's very Massachusetts. It's very, like, where I grew up. Like, you just fucking sandwiches are currency in a different way. Like, y'all have, like, tacos and sushi out here. I didn't see sushi till I was 21, okay? Like, never saw sushi. Yeah. One sushi. Like, this is... This sandwich (laughs) talk is something I can fucking negotiate on heavily. I'm very into the sandwich. I want... A sandwich so bad. So let's play 3419 to 3845. Look, just tell Vito that you're going to go. I um, just wanted to see for myself how busy a person could be not to accept an invitation. I I take it that uh, you know who I am. Yeah. And I assume you know of some of what I do. Some. Why do you work for me? I mean, why not, um, you know, uh, a waitress, a secretary, a nurse? Those jobs don't have perks. Who is this big shot? Ma, take the kids. And do what? Make breakfast. But her eggs are runny. Excuse me for one second, okay? Listen to me. You will eat those eggs and you will not complain. Do you hear me? But they make me sick. All right, zip it. Please. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Nothing should come between a mother and her sons. Good, good. Um, I have some uh, business interests in Canada and I would like for you to uh, collect the dividends once a month. What kind of dividends? $500,000. I would need for you to get it across the border without anybody finding it. That sounds very dangerous. Could be. Well, in that case, wouldn't it be smarter to use someone with bigger shoulders? You know, I could also use an armored car, but that might attract a lot of attention. (laughs) (laughs) So let me get this straight. Even though we've just met, you trust me more than an armored car. Well, I was um, quite impressed what you did with that broken-down diner. And uh, I'm willing to take the risk. What if I'm not? Well, you'd be well compensated. It costs more than you could afford to replace a mother. Yeah, that's for sure. However, if you should decide to do this, 
I would guarantee you and your entire family uh, be taken care of for the rest of their lives. And believe me, I would never have asked you if I didn't think you could do it. What do you think? It's your decision. Look, I, um, I've never pushed anybody into a job that they didn't want, and I very much respect your decision. I didn't make a decision. I'll do it once, see how it feels. Then I'll make my decision. What was that? What was what? That thing you were doing with him. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the way you were acting with Shell, like it was a private conversation. We were making a business arrangement. What, you think you can play him? You can't play him, Patty. He's playing you. You're acting like a baby. Do you know what you have to do? You know what he asked you to do? Yes, he asked me to drive to Canada and pick up some money. Yeah, these guys are not like us, Patty. They're Sicilian. They don't work with women. You try and take the money, you're gonna end up in the drink. And if not, you still gotta make it past the border. So it's okay that I work for you? Look, Patty, the last guy that went up there, he lost $500,000, now he's dead. You wanna go up there? Why didn't you say anything? I was looking right at you. I said to you, Frank, what do you think? Because it's not my place to say no for you. Why would I say no? The guy promised to take care of my kids for the rest of their lives. Then take this. Get that out of here. Man. No, if you're gonna go, take it. If not, don't go. What is that one hair? Okay, we just... Oh, that one hair, I know. <laughs> I do love to focus on a one hair. It's like stuck to her cheek. Well, because that's very lifetime because it's like, listen, this is the best take we got acting-wise and we right. couldn't send anyone in. Like, we thought it would be his. That was probably his, like, close-up. <laughs> and then they cut to her and that's what they had. She's been probably flailing on her off scenes. So they're going to put you in the drink. I just deciphered that much to my chagrin. Um, they're going to fucking drown you, bitch. That's what that means. They're going to put you in the drink. Now, we're also wise, wise galling because I found... Um, uh, I think uh, six boxes of jewel pods, that would be. Um, we got two fruit medley, a mango, uh, two cucumbers. I don't fuck with that. And then also, also a menthol. So if anyone, Sammy in particular, Sammy picked two, but also not mango. Okay. So <laughs> I did realize I'm wise gal during that last break. Okay. So I'm going to have to bump on the narrative that this woman's smart again. This is my note at the top of this. Feel very bad for her. She, I get it. Like, I actually, I really get it. Like, when you're hard up, man, you'll do anything. And she is. What is mom bringing to the table? Mom's not working at Sears. That's what I'm saying. Get mom a job at Sears. Like, she's, like, she can be legally employed right now. She's not. But I think she's the caretaker of the boys. No? Right, right, right. They don't like her eggs, but. It's been like, right, it's been like two, I mean, in my mind, it's been two to three weeks since the husband has died. Yeah. But she's already obviously like way into cigarette. I guess you kind of can tell by the kids' ages though. Sure. Right? 
And then also, okay, so then also, like, she takes this deal above his head, which I say, to me, like, okay, this is what I wrote on my notes. I said, she knows what mob bosses do until they do it to her. Yeah. I mean, she does seem to come into the situation as if she's never seen a mob movie, but I guess if it's the same. Well, she's like, hey, hey, I get it. You guys are the fucking mob, okay? You're going to kill me and take all my stuff. And they're like, no, 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 man. Like, we absolutely won't. And she's like, fine. And she does, like, I I respect this about her to an extent, but like, it. It's the part of me that I'm like, Molly, you will always get eaten because you declare your enemy and then yes. they can like fucking, yes, wage you, war against yeah, you. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm afraid of this. Like, um, so <laughs> like, just tell the enemy all your fears, you fucking moron. Right. Yeah. So, and by the way, I don't have fucking enemies. I hate Mm-mm. this nemesis Twitter. I hate this whole thing that's going on. Every boring bitch thinks they have a nemesis. It's like, no one hates you. No one no hates one has you. has the time to hate someone as boring as you. And also it's like, look in the mirror, dog. Like if you, I, if Josh Holloman said it and I like said to him, you're right. He's like, if you have a ne- like a nemesis that doesn't hate you back, like you just have a grudge. And I'm yeah. like, thank you. Yeah. That's the right take. But there's mad people out there that actively think they're fighting against another person at all times, not just in this business or in I this think movie. People would in the rather, world, they want to be hated rather than too boring to even care about either way. Oh, it's so nice, yeah, to like, not be cared about. <laughs> yeah, but I think people want to be hated rather than just like. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. more, it's something at least. Yeah. But then well, the truth is no one even cares. Then like also be hated. Like, cause it feels terrible to have people not like you. Like, it's not something that you would ever want to maintain. Oh God, I would never. Yeah. Not that I've ever been like, not that I can say like, oh, like I'm fucking, I fucked over the mob. Well, before I it was <laughs> Nemesis though, it was people always being like, Shout out to all my haters. It's and like, my haters, right. <laughs> and I love the idea of like haters because it's so, um, omnipresent like we all have fucking haters right i'm a hater against myself but a nemesis is like this person gets their rocks off specifically on like fighting against me and it's like whoa that's a lot of credit yeah and also a lot of like unnecessary deflection anyway we don't need me to prove this point tonight so um where we pick up here is my first indication that this movie doesn't take place in the 2000s um and it's because she's dressed in the 60s style of I'm about to take a plane or go on a trip. Right. So she comes in with the peach blazer, with the peach monochromatic. And then the one thing that I'm just like, I can't let go of it because, yes, poor people drive these around forever. In fact, I found them at the Goodwill quite frequently when I moved here. That floral suitcase I know. that she had, I was like, I know when this movie takes place. You're right. Because I completely missed that because I've bought suitcases like that very recently. Totally. Because they're like <laughs> so I didn't abound. Even think yeah. Twi- I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. They're abundant. Like now, but like that's, yeah. To You're think right. that they would have never would put ever, that in a movie if it th- wasn't set in the 60s or whatever. To think that anyone would actually ever take stuff on a vacation in that bag is crazy. Like the amount of clothes she fit in that was crazy. You were supposed to have a passport back then. And like, that was, where was I going to take you? Europe? Like I have no idea. 
but I guess it did. So the voiceover says at this point, he says, some would say that my mom was easily bullied. But she walked in with her eyes wide open at her own free will. Um, then we see her prepping the gun in her room. She removes the bullets. We, she was been given a gun by this like mob boss to sort of go in and do shit. Um, the kids come in and they're like, how long you be gone? And like, they're very aware of like the fact that their mom is going to go do a gig for the mafia, which I would think like is number one thing you'd want to like keep away from your kids. Just, you know, you can say mom's going to go steal money, like maybe leave out the mob aspect of it. Yeah. I don't know. Although kids probably just know. And then the mom goes, if I were you, I'd take the bullets because she's like released her bullets into an Altoids 10. So, um... We're at Toronto Harbor now. This makes a lot of sense, and I don't know why I didn't put all of this together. So they're at the harbor of Toronto. I don't know why I thought that she'd be, like, driving deep into the woods. Um, and it also makes sense that there's, like, gambling boats. Yeah. This makes the crime seem very easy to me. I could see how you'd get wrapped up in this. Yeah. I was expecting a much more, like... It does seem like a crime that would tempt me. Because I was like, I could just make 10 grand right now. Yeah. And like Orange is the New Black was like powered by a whole like love story. And even that I saw like, okay, like I could just fully have someone tell me like, oh, I need you to move 10 grand for me, let alone like my long-term lesbian lover. Like, fuck that. So I get it. So she um, boards the ferry. There's like – it seems like they're very wealthy people on this boat. Um, she comes in holding her cloth suitcase. Um, this guy directs her to an area. And then back and back and back and more and more and more. I start to get worried for her here. Um, mm-hmm. But then let's play 4105 to 4154. She's going to meet the main guys and, um, well, we'll see what song kicks up when she earns their respect. Ma che caspita è che sta qua? Lei dice che l'ha mandato Palmeri a prendere la VIG. Palmeri ha detto che lo mandava Pari, no? Sta figa di puttana. Cuggi, dacci 100.000 di meno a sta puttana e mandala da Palmeri. E vedrai che non si farà più vedere qui. Sparisce. <laughs> okay, the puttana part, I understood. It's not very nice. You kiss your mother with that mouth? I also think you said something about $400,000 instead of $500,000. You give me the $500,000 and I will let you keep your family jewels. I would love like a Missy Elliott remix to drop right now. <laughs> a little Missy Elliott respect remix for yeah. the female Dawn over here. So I will say that, do you speak Italian at all? No. They didn't at all caption this Italian translation like at any point. Um, but it's pretty like understandable if you speak or understand any Italian at all. I guess they were really relying on that because otherwise this was like an incredibly long dialogue to play of two people speaking another language. It's a lot of real estate. Mm -hmm. Basically, they were just saying, like, exactly what she said, which is, like, fuck this whore. We'll give her, like, 400,000 instead of 500. Like, whatever. This is, like, the hussy they sent up here. Um, So... I love this so much. Um, we go next to the border yeah. where we see a lot of like, I guess, new Alyssa Milano or old Alyssa Milano shades. Did you watch the Insatiable series at all on Netflix? No. 
So she plays a very like southern oh, um, pageant wait. mom. Is that the the one about the fat girl? Like, what, yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah. everyone was like mad about. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, I actually will say I enjoyed it. I was a former fat girl. I enjoyed the episodes that I watched. Like I didn't. I haven't kept up with it, but I would like breeze through like four or five episodes, uh-huh. and I was like, love this for them. Yeah. Right. Um, wild stories. Um, on the uh, outskirts of that whole situation anyway um so she gets stopped at the border there's this fake out where we think she's gonna get caught um then the cop just basically like goes through the back of the trunk sees that she has like her shitty suitcase with like all these like weird cotton tops shoved into it (laughs) and then like all these toys that she was there to buy her boys tax-free or with like the break or whatever and it's all junk like, all the shit she bought her kids, it's, like, a weird stack of Easter bunnies. Yeah, what like, the fuck was the bunnies? Th- there was a bag of fucking bunnies at, for two boys. That's the type of scene I love um, in any type of movie where right. someone who thinks they're very charming, like a woman, doesn't get – doesn't charm the person. Right. I like seeing that. Because she's it. like, oh, honey. She's like, I got to get home to my kids. And he, like, goes through all of her shit in the back. Yeah, he's like, pop the trunk. It's all stuff that looks like the front of KB Toys. Do you remember KB also, Toys? Yeah. It's also, like, that was sort of, it doesn't really look 60s to me. It looked like cheap 90s shit. Correct. Like, yeah. like it all looks like fucking, like, um, rocket launchers and, like, just, like, if you put it in water, it might turn neon right, sort of stuff. Right, 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 So then he goes, um, comes up to the front and he goes, you did good. And she's like, whoo, I told you the exchange rate is very favorable. Now I must get going. And like, I don't know where she, Wait, didn't she say something? Like she's from. like, I got to go. My kids are like, well, that make- was like her old thing at the beginning when he's like, Hey, he's like, can you uh, pop your trunk? She's like, can we just skip that? I got to go. My kids, I'm like, you're telling border. Like you want to skip can that? We just skip that. But like, I do guess like for this part of, you know, the kids I knew that grew up in Buffalo or whatever, they'd be like, whatever, we cross the border all the time. Yeah, come on. Maybe for them, that is normal life. That is really crazy to think about, though, is like, like living in a place in America where you drive to Canada or Mexico or whatever for everyday work. Like you yeah, drive in yeah, and yeah, out yeah. of a country every yeah. day. There's mad people that do that. Um, that's a lot. So she gets home to the house, um, which feels empty right away, which they always do in Lifetime movies where it's like, this is very um, – the client list where it's like, well, I just fucking blew a guy for, you know, $50 in cash. My husband has a bum knee. He's a football player. He's retired. Like I've like, yeah, I'm a loser. This is how she sort of like comes into the house. You think it's all empty. That's the only way in lifetime they know how to like signal. Maybe she did something wrong is a feeling of emptiness. But then she comes home She's, like, cutting off all these different layers of her outfit. She has money everywhere, all yeah. around her body. Sure enough. Um, and then she takes off her jacket. Um, the last, like, little bunch of cash is tied to her very tight. Um, and that's when she decides to go into the kitchen with all the money still strapped to her, and the kids are sitting at the table. Um, I want to play this <laughs> 4356 to 4537. What are you doing? What are you doing? Is that real? Why aren't you in school? Grandma went shopping. She went shopping? She said there was a sale. She needed to get there early. Okay, the two of you, you just wait right there. I'm going to go change it. I'm taking you to school. Okay. 
Hey! Whoa, I go for us? I don't know, is your name Nino? Yeah, go ahead. Come on, I'll take you. A hundred bucks says you can't beat me at school. What are you gonna do with a hundred dollars? Out of my way. <laughs> What'd you do that for? I don't know. Maybe to uh, correct the misimpression I might have left last time we were together. Which would be? That I was a small-minded, old-fashioned, jealous sort of person who could underestimate the capabilities of the woman he loves. I don't think she came to that conclusion. She didn't? No. I think she was just really happy you were here when she got home. Come on, get on. Get on. We gotta beat these kids. All right, all right. That's it. That's it. Watch your feet. We're coming, fellas. Okay, they're at the corner of uh, Flatbush and Lennox. So they're like deep in the heart of like fucking Brooklyn right now. I this guess, scene right? is this. She looks so stupid like E.T. on the bike. Like <laughs> what? So she's like for everyone at home who's just uh, hearing about this. She's riding a bike with him. Like I guess she's supposed to be the, the front rider. She's not even on the handlebars though. I'm sorry. It's very <laughs> unclear where everyone physically is on this. It looks like you'd be incredibly painful for everyone's crotch. Like When you see the faraway shot, it looks like a child. Yes, absolutely. And then it's close-ups. So they're probably not even on a bike. They're just on like a trolley where the wind is blowing. But then like you know he's sitting on his balls and then like, yeah, yeah. and then like her vag is like cramped on that tiny front she's, part she's of the bike. Like, oh, it's just infection. fucking like, no, that she literally got a Dude, yeast infection I from this Never forget that feeling of having that bar on your crotch. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, (laughs) it's such a like visceral reaction. Like, yes, I've been there. Yeah, and like I always wondered like why we were meant to like you know what I mean? No, actually, guys had the high bar. No, but I remember feeling. Oh yeah, like even on the the bike seat. Well, the bike seat. But when you're getting towed, when you're tying someone, you're sitting on that bar. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Either way, when it's slanted or up, yeah, you're right. I don't get like why would the guys have the bar straight across? Right, right. They need the space. They they fall off. Yeah. What about your nuts? Right. Like why am I? And then here I am concerned about your nuts. And like (laughs) this doesn't do anything to help the fact that I realized early on in this scene when we get back. the son, the younger son, has a stuffed bunny on the table, which leads me to believe that the six bunnies in the fucking trunk are all because he's obsessed with magic, which he was taught oh. at his father's funeral. Is this a magic thing? Wow. Why does this, or is this a uh, down the rabbit hole sort of thing? Because I can see that metaphor for a, a you yeah. know, kind of illusory person as well. Well, let me say, when I was reading some reviews for why is. Was it Wise Gal? Wise Gal. Um, mm-hmm. One of the ones for Variety specifically said that they loved the scene where you got to see Alyssa Milana in her bra mm. with the money strapped. Yes. That was just the pull quote from that uh, review. Yeah, that is very <laughs> like, much And he like... was using that as a selling point. Like, I was like, how old are you? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I mean, like... <laughs> 
These are the moments, though, that are like stuck These into are your the memory. <laughs> like, I was surprised at the um, the image they chose. They always choose really bad. Shout out Lifetime Movie Club, but they always choose really bad, like still images to represent the movie, uh-huh. like as the background yeah, of yeah, Lifetime yeah. Movie Club. So hers was like taking a carton of cigarettes out and giving it to a random. Like that was this, <laughs> and I'm like. Bitch, show her with the money all belted yeah. around. Like, you're not giving away wise gal to me with like this. Also, wise gal. Like, let's think about this for a moment because we're about to round up on going into part two. Um, fucking wise gal. So it's like wise guy. I get it. I know it can't be wise girl. That's, you know. Yeah. Diminishing her role. But <laughs> wise gal, like so unlikable. What is about the word gal that feels so sleazy? Because it's a little condescending. Sure. Right? It's also, also when I read Joe. wise gal, it looks like I, I read it differently sometimes. I'm like, wisegal. Wisegal, yes, exactly. <laughs> like you, when you see it, you can kind of like, yeah. It's but not, I never wait. loved like nasty gal for that reason. I'm like, don't call me a gal. Maybe like. Gal. Yeah, it's maybe it's like old school funny pages type shit yeah guys and gals so okay so she takes off blah blah blah. we've done this we've done okay he loves this woman they're riding around the neighborhood um i wrote that i'm very uncomfortable with her parading literally her new relationship around i'm surprised because i would definitely even if they weren't married i would never parade a relationship Okay, exactly. One, this is embarrassing in the first place. Yes. Two, regardless. he's married. Three, yes. she's we like recently widowed. Like also, like these boys are now like taking this dad on. Like they're taking him on as a dad, sort of. Right. Yeah, that that I find inappropriate. Showing up with the bikes. Like that's sort of like the thing my mom did that I always hated, where she'd bring these guys into our lives and we had to like accept them, and then they would be gone like a month later. Right. I just think a single mom would take that into account more, but maybe it was like before you would do that. And also the other thing with the revolving like sort of door is like their weird twist on what family is. Yeah. So it's like he's showing up. He's like, "We're family now. I bought you bikes. Like yeah, that see? could show up differently in any <laughs> other person." So <laughs> I got you a baguette. Um. <laughs> Uh, they broke the law, but they own the neighborhood. That's the voiceover we get when we comes back. After we've declared this relationship, we go into a little bit of a flash forward. Let's play 4612 to 4832. This is where we see, like, where they are now. Six years later, and my mother was as tight with the mob as if she were a made guy. She was involved in loan sharking and ran crap games all over Brooklyn. Between the nightclub and her collections in Canada, she earned enough money to move us from an apartment on Flatbush Avenue to a townhouse in Prospect Park and helped Frank pay off the half million South of Mary. Where's that Parmesan? But it wasn't for power or money. The reason she did it was family. A bigger, more devoted family than she had ever known. These guys showed up for everything. Uncle Al, Uncle Tito, Uncle Jimmy, Uncle Bones, Uncle Carmine. so fast. This is for college. I'm in an hour. And that was just the immediate family. There was also Eddie and Mikey, Jackie and Vic, but even the cops. So many guys on the take, it made you wonder who wasn't. Breaking the law was just the price they all paid to be part of things. Hey, Teddy. You, uh, see gold cufflink anyway? No, I'm sorry. Hey, Frank. Uh, 
My wife is gonna slip my throat. <laughs> I'll keep my eye out. Hi, right. Hi, Sorry we're late. Someone forgot a present, so I said we wouldn't show up empty-handed. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Joey, take this, put this on the table. Daddy. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I need a drink. That's all right, come on. Now, now I'm a coat rack. Yeah, oh, what's going on with the wig? Uh, she got a third street. Oh. Hey, listen, uh, here's a little something from the door. Oh, Sal. Oh, Patty. Come on, he's like a son to me. Buy him a car. First he goes to college. Oh, he doesn't need college. He's got me. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? If I was a little less honorable, uh, I'd have taken Frank out the first day I laid eyes on you. If you were a more honorable guy... Hey, be nice, okay? Relax, take a breath, and get the look off your face. Well, look, Sal. Be nice, tough guy. I apologize, Sal. All right. All right. Enough about honor. Just go off. make a plate. You take this for me. Okay. Thank you for coming, Sal. Thank you. Okay. So, mm. <laughs> I really like this scene. You love moving on up. So, I do. I love this scene, too. This is beautiful. I think you just touched on something really crucial during the June introduction that I didn't really, like, it didn't really occur to me, and it could be a very lifetimey thing. Which is, like, they couldn't afford to, like, really do her hair, so they made her wearing wigs a part of her character. Yeah. So that she could have that upgrade. Is that obvious, or? Yeah, because there wasn't really an explanation for it. Right. But did that occur to you that's why her character started wearing wigs? No, that didn't occur to me. Okay. Uh, there's I'm a lot going on in this scene. the wisest gal, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Melissa Milano wise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that scene... I did Shazam that song because I couldn't remember uh, what it was. It's Whitney Houston, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. No, I know. It's, it's hard. It's uh, hard. And then I also love that scene where someone's just like, like just the random details they try to make an authentic scene where someone's like, where's the Parmigiana? <laughs> like, oh, I love just like, that. Just like these random asides. The best one that when um he was walking away, what was the one? It's either in this scene or later on. It's like... um. Oh, no, it's later on. It was something like, uh, hey, where'd you put his head? Or something like that. It was literally like that obvious. No, wait, when was it? It was when? Uh, okay, we'll find it. I have it written down. So I do love that the mob has created a little family here. Yes. And, like, I also will say that, like, I don't think I was a part of a mob. I'm Irish. Like, no. and I don't think I was part of the Irish mob for sure. But, like, I will tell you. That this felt very familiar to me. Yeah. All the uncles that come out, all the, you know, and like that is the truth is that you have uncles and aunties for fucking days when your parents are eccentric people. Right. Like you've got, you know, so-and-so's auntie this, so-and-so's uncle that. And so this this didn't feel unfamiliar to me. People showing up with the checks. Also, like, I want to know if you're Italian and you've seen this movie, how offended are you? Because all of this is like stuff I've seen from... Any reality show featuring an Italian per- person, like such as the showing up with the envelopes, is very right. like, um, and then always pretending like, no, you shouldn't have. But you it's like, come have. on, it's expected. Let's sure, sure. Basically, we go into the view of the younger son saying that his older brother never bought into any of this, but he, um, he totally did. He loved all the uncles. He loved all the fanfare, everything that came with it. Um, but he couldn't see long term how it was going to affect him. So we see him roll up to Frank's son's house. Or sorry, Frank's son Mouse. Who um, is like, hey, <laughs> you shouldn't be here. We don't really know where he is. We just know he's right. like in an alley. Yeah, he like ran around. 
Yeah, and he's like holding this like little red thing, which I also don't realize is like Uncle Carmine's cufflink or whatever the fuck it right. is, right? So he had he had swiped it. It's very like Goonies, yeah, where it's yeah. like running around with jewels, and he like, even has like that chunk hair. He is chunk, so exactly, <laughs> he's skinny chunk. So, um. There's this, like, it looks like an abandoned house of sorts when he gets there. He's, like, walking through the fence very, like, he's looking for something. I thought they were all going to be doing drugs back there because we see June as, like, a little cokehead now. Well, and why doesn't Mouse – he should be more emphatic, I think. Right. He's kind of like, come on. Mouse is like, hey, man, you shouldn't be here. And I'm like, oh, there's not like, let's go. Right, right, right. Which he should have done. Um, Maybe Mouse needed to go. Um. But anyway, he gets to the car that's there, and then Mr. Gallo, the grocer, is dead behind the car. Um, and a cop's like, freeze! And so he turns around, you see his, like, little, like, cute... His little freeze face was yeah, so, like... Really cute. If I saw that as a cop, I'd be like, no more questions. Yeah. Like, you... you go wrong home. place, wrong time, <laughs> sweetheart. So uh, the cops talk to Patty and Frank, and they're like, why was he there? He clammed right up when, he, when we asked him. And they're like, basically, all they know is that Frank is a friend of the family. That was, yeah. What the family means in any given scene could mean a variety of things. So um, he holds out the little gem from Carmine's cufflink, and he's like, "He has this in his pocket." Of course, he didn't want to say where he got it from, but I'd like to know how he found the body. Um, seems pretty clear that um, he was a kid who picked up a cufflink and found a dead body. That's what I wrote. Like he's yeah. a kid, he picked up something fucking sparkly. So um, Frank tells him. Out in the car, he's like, never use my name with the police again. And Nino's confused because those are Frank's friends. Like, as far as he knows, those cops right. are his homies. I love that. I love this POV. The fact that, like, we get to see the cops outside of, like, what looked like is, like, I don't know what religion that is. Like, it looked like he was being, like, christened at eight. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, certain yeah. Christian churches <laughs> do that. He looked like he was being, like, like christened at eight when they had this part maybe first communion but um the cops are like hey like what's up buddy so they're all like loving him so um i understand that and he tells them that like listen if you get me caught up in this i'm gonna kick your ass and then patty's like hey how'd you know about the body and he's like um how do you know like how do you like why did the body die like how did mr gallo die um and she's like you got to tell the truth you know we don't steal in this family we don't and she's like you know what you steal so she's in this like interesting place where i would really always hope to never go if i was a parent who was in the mafia right which is like i don't want to give my kid leverage to argue against me because your argument's pretty fucking paper thin yeah right like why are you saving that money for college if you're denying him all of his like basic critical thinking skills up until this point absolutely so patty goes to the fbi she tells him that she knows it's weird that it's coming out now but she wants to talk about her kid finding the body the other day um he knows about the incident she asked him if he could keep an eye on things for her and make sure that he doesn't get in any trouble and he's like sure and then he's like by the way on your way out um you know the grocer gallo he was a friend of yours right and she was like well he's really just like kind of my grocer and he's like look he was murdered because he got into it with some kids that were selling drugs outside the store right. and she's like that's not possible because as we found out in the first scene in the restaurant they've been dismissing these kids from quote-unquote Harlem that have been coming down with the drugs. And was this the grocer who denied her groceries early on? Yes. Right. Okay. So she forgave him. And the one that like 
she waved hi to you when he like threw yeah. her over the right, shoulder right, right, right. and was like, like love yeah. is made yeah. for me and I'm like fucking that's domestic abuse <laughs> like she's getting carried that's down literally my nightmare is that a guy picks me up when I'm not expecting it it's yeah like, how dare you and then like also like you're kicking and screaming put me down and like Frank Sinatra's blaring like, and everyone's honestly, like honestly I, I, I can't breathe thinking of a guy bloomer. picking me up <laughs> it literally sends me into a tailspin if they even come near me like don't you dare fucking ever pick me up like the last thing I need is you grunting it's a, like with oh, the weight of it oh, all yeah, like yeah, i can't oh. bear it like i'm not 100 pounds yeah I there's pre- that i'm not gonna be light trust me that was the other <laughs> thing too yeah he picked her up she was like a little fucking bookmark she was like picking up a bookmark I just at the don't library need them to, like, like get their legs into it like yeah it would be too humiliating no i would die <laughs> no it was all like very like none of this would have happened if anything else about this had been different right like if he wasn't muscular if she wasn't a fucking yeah bookmark, i mean that's it um she's like no it's impossible that drugs would be coming into the community via drug dealers outside of the grocery store um and he brings her over and he shows her these photos that are basically set up on the same map we see in every lifetime movie when it comes to crime events Eventually, like the red lines from here to there. Um, the kid selling drugs is apparently none other than Frank's son, uh, Mouse. Um, there's pictures of him in front of everything. Obviously, this was him the whole time. They were blaming it on kids from Harlem. Um, and he says they're liars and they're killers, Patty. That's how they get by. So the FBI agent has been like, like you know, kind of like bringing her along on this the whole time. Right. I love this. That's like a very classic like mob thing where they're like, We'll do anything, but we don't sell drugs to kids. Oh, right? I love that. <laughs> That's like their their one little moralistic like I love line that. that they never cross. Right? I, I I actually like I do like I stand that rule. That's a good rule, but then there's always one motherfucker who oh, breaks it, and that causes oh, huge problems. Like literally the re- the opioid epidemic. The reason why I can't get medication for my fucking jaws because some like crony let some shit slip so um, the, um she bursts into i guess the funeral home looking for frank because she finds out okay all this shit was a lie and then this guy's like he's upstairs in the apartment and this was incredibly illuminating for me because i realized frank lives in an above the funeral home apartment much like right. do you watch real housewives in new jersey yes so the brookstone yeah. you yeah. know the brookstone yeah, yeah, yeah. like how he has the above apartment it's very bleak the whole thing is like very bleak so she comes in she starts like basically swinging at the kid um let's play 5301 to 5413 where she's about to beat the shit out of mouse son take it easy he's a drug dealer your son selling drugs to kids in our neighborhood she's lying i saw pictures fbi surveillance of him at the grocery store pictures how'd you see they brought me in for questioning he's all over them Are you, are you selling? No. Do you hear what she just said? Yeah, I hear what she said. She doesn't know what you're talking about. They got pictures, you understand? Yeah, we're dead. Dad. Frank! I told you. I told you to come to me. I told you. What's wrong with you? There's one thing you had to do. Just one thing is stay clean. Just one thing, stay clean. That's all I ever asked you. Sorry. Let him go. No. Where were you? Where were you? You're supposed to keep an eye on him. You keep telling me he's clean. Enough for now. You be quiet. How dare you come here like you got the right? It's not enough, your fancy apartment, your fancy car, my husband, seven nights a week. Get the hell out of my house. Go. Get out. 
Guys, the place on Real Housewives, New Jersey was called the Brooks or the Brownstone, not the Brookstone. <laughs> the Brookstone, we all know what that is. Okay, so we're going to uh, wrap this up before we go into part two, which hopefully will be pretty like, speedy. We're good on time, I hope. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, basically where we're going to – this brought up a lot for me. Frank and his wife live in this above the funeral apartment. Right. Weird. Frank is still with his wife. Wasn't expecting that. His wife is incredibly familiar with how much her profile has raised in terms of wise gal. Like, she's like, oh, you're rich now. That would be a whole issue for me where I'd be like, and I sit at home poor in the above the funeral she, home apartment. They don't have a very nice place. And so then here I say, did he get her involved with this at a certain point for his own financial gain? Or... Did he want to keep her in a financial in financial destitution and make her his mistress that way when he was saying, like, you can come work at the funeral home? Yeah. And then would he have really put his wife through? No. And don't worry. We're not going to answer any of these questions by the end of this movie, but these are all things to consider. <laughs> Frank also wanted um, nothing more than for his son to stay clean. So does he expect that of her kids as well? Or was basically everyone thrown under the bus um, on the idea that Frank's son would be a model citizen? I was shocked when she came in and the wife came out. Like, I just assumed... I was shocked by all of it. Yeah. Like, truly. Also, when the wife's like, you get him seven days and seven nights a week? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's all the nights. Right. <laughs> like you, I mean, a lot of the times it's like, you got them four. I only get three. Like, she doesn't get any nights? No. And, like, well, like when we get, like, as things ramp up, we'll see, like, how distant he is from his wife in a way that I'm like, oh, my God. Well, like, how many other mistresses are there out there? Because, right. like, you can certainly, your time management, honey is on point yeah like yeah. to a degree i'm laughing because so, on the screen right now is a jar that says biscotti Sorry. oh honey we're italian biscotti did you not know <laughs> we got this at home goods um okay so we're gonna wrap up part one okay. you guys tune into part two next week we'll be right there thank you so much for listening to season four of mother may i sleep with podcast Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.